Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. Hear that? It's the call of the crave. And when the crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 bacon bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the bacon cheese slider, 1921 bacon cheese slider, or chicken bacon ranch slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 bacon bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So, maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Kristen. Yeah, Jolenta. Lots of us are feeling really stuck in place right now. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. We're working from home. We're schooling from home. We're living at home. We're socializing on our video screens at home. Mm-hmm. We're crying at home. We're... Uh, <laughs> doing it all at home, right? Uh, Yes, very true. And under these circumstances, some folks are feeling more trapped and less in love with where they live. Oh, but I bet we can try to remedy that, right? Uh, Yeah, with a book, because I'm Jolenta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. And this is By the Book. In each episode of Buy the Book, we choose a different self-help book to live by, follow it to the letter, and weigh in on whether or not it actually changed our lives. And for this, our seventh season, we're exploring hearth and home through self-help guides. And today, this is our final book of the season, y'all. We are living by This is Where You Belong, The Art and Science of Loving the Place You Live by Melody Warnick. Melody Warnick is a journalist and speaker. Despite spending her entire childhood in the same home her parents raised her in, as an adult married woman, she and her husband chose to uproot their kids every three years, moving from Utah to Iowa and Maryland to Texas, to name just a few places. Before each move, Warnick built up a new fantasy of what might be, better friends, better hobbies, a better sense of herself. But upon arriving in each new town, disappointment set in as she realized the new place did not match her fantasies. At the age of 36, after moving her family yet again, this time to Blacksburg, Virginia, Warnick wondered if she needed to change something. Despite hating the area the minute she rolled in, she was afraid her constant moving might be hurting her kids. And she was tired of the cycle of fantasy, letdown, and cross-country move on repeat. She asked herself, Was there a way to fall in love with a town she didn't really love? And from that question, her book, This Is Where You Belong, was born. 
In researching This Is Where You Belong, Warnick read dozens of studies by psychologists, sociologists, natural resources managers, and other experts investigating the ways we develop what's called place attachment. And one fact she came across again and again was this. In order to become attached to a place, we must imbue the place with meaning and memory. With that knowledge, Warnick assembled 10 steps she hoped would get the job done— Within two years, she was surprised to find her experiment worked. The twist ending, at the end of her experiment, her husband wanted to leave Blacksburg. Warnick was shocked, but she was also confident. After two years of developing the skills to love where she lived, she knew she could do it again no matter where they ended up next. Here's how you do it. Step one, walk more. Knowing where we are and where everything is in relation to us is the first part of feeling like we belong, and the best way to do that is on foot or on a bicycle. So, do errands that are under a mile on foot. Explore unfamiliar parts of your town without a GPS, sign up for a local walking tour, and encourage others in your community to do the same. Step 2. Buy Local Local stores return 52% of their revenue to the local economy, while national retailers return just 14%. So think of that one regular purchase you always make and make it at a small shop. And enjoy the unexpected benefits, advice, and community you'll find when you shop locally. Step three, get to know your neighbors. Many of our feelings of place attachment come down to the sense that we have relationships with people where we live. So say hi to your neighbors. Memorize their names and what they do. Join a newcomer's club or welcome other newcomers as they arrive. Join the neighborhood association and throw a block party. Step four, do fun stuff. When residents feel that their city has a lot to do, looks nice, and welcomes all kinds of people, they feel more attached to it. So find out what events are going on in your town. Put together a list of 10 attractions to show off to out-of-towners. Do the stuff your town is good at, whether it's a history museum or the local high school's football game. And attend at least one community social offering a month, even if it's not what you'd normally do for fun. Step five, explore nature. Spending time in nature makes people happier and healthier and leads to a better sense of place attachment. So make a list of your town's natural assets. Learn the names of the flora and fauna in your area. Invite friends for a hike. Find places where you just like to sit and enjoy the view. Step six, volunteer. Volunteering in your hometown makes you feel better while simultaneously making your city a better place to live. So consider the things in your area that break your heart or that you want to preserve and let those guide your contributions. Step seven, eat local. Good food makes cities wealthier and more compelling. Additionally, food has both the sensory power and cultural context to tie us to a community. So, shop regularly at your farmer's market. Find a place in your town to become a regular. And leave good reviews for local restaurants on Yelp or post about them on social media. Step 8. Become more political. When you love where you live, you care what happens there. You want to get involved, and cities thrive on that involvement. So, keep up to date on what's happening in local government. Follow your mayor and city councilors on social media. Figure out when your next local election is and vote. Attend a city council meeting. And reach out to your city if there's something you want fixed or something you want to thank them for. Step nine, create something new. Creative placemaking is a tool to reimagine communities and foster long-term attachment to places. So find out what art events are happening in your neighborhood. Be a creative initiator and organize a placemaking project, like a sidewalk chalk festival. Write a love letter to your town. And throw a few bucks in the case whenever you see a busker. Their presence makes your town a more interesting place. Step 10. Stay loyal through hard times. Your town, wherever it is, will in all likelihood fall on hard times someday. In preparation, create an emergency contact list for your neighbors and emergency plans for common shocks to your region, like wildfires or tornadoes. Read about your town's history so you have a better sense of what it's been through and how it's bounced back, and aim to be inspired by your community's response to hardship rather than broken by the hardship itself. That's what the book says, and so that's what we did for two weeks straight. So, Joe Lenta, tell us about your first week of living by This Is Where You Belong. 
Okay, let's do it. I did not know what to expect when I cracked this book. And, you know, Kristen, maybe it was the lupus meds making me foggy, but this book sort of read like a fever dream with like a swirl of like statistics and anecdotes about towns and like, you know, places where you should be shopping mixed with just like a bunch of to-do lists at the end of each chapter. It was a wild ride. Plus more statistics and more statistics and another study thrown in. Some statistics with (laughs) a bulleted to-do list with a story (laughs) swirling in the middle. It was an experience. Uh, but I did actually live by it. Yes. Okay. We'll, we'll talk more about how the book was written during the verdict, but let's talk about how you started living by it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I started with step three. That is getting to know your neighbors. Uh-huh. Getting to know you. Getting to, getting to I'm sorry, know I'm going to stop. about your neighbors. Yeah, you picked it up. I, I put it down and you picked it up. I picked it up. Love it. So hard. Um, so I've been, I've been in my building since 2012 and I figure in the eight years I have lived here, I must have absorbed the names of all the people who also live here. There are only 12 units, so it cannot be too hard. Uh, so I sat down with Brad, my partner, uh, to list all of our neighbors. 1A is... I know the dogs. You're, is the dogs. But who are the people? What are their names? Do you know? Um... Uh, if we look at the email, what Shira, Shauna, and John. 4C? That's a great question. Oh, Diego oh. and Evan. I like them. Yeah, they're great. I would literally... It's like, I wouldn't have been able to tell you without really thinking about which apartment they lived in. To me, they just, like, are of the building. No, I know. I, for some reason, I kind of they think of them as living next to us, us, but not. Like... In my mind, they just live up there. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm glad you did this, actually, because I... Now we know. Here, I have it, like, life. written down. That's really good. Just, like, put this on the fridge. Just put it on the fridge, and we could uh, even change it when people... Oh, my gosh. We're good to know. Like, we can know. It's only 12 units, and we're one of... It's 11. It's 11 units. And it's like, like, it's crazy. It's like, and it's like, clearly I just haven't made an effort. Like I know some of the dogs' names and not the people. So that was uh, harder than expected. And uh, we couldn't do it without cheating and looking at a building-wide email. That's the email I keep referring to. (laughs) Um, Well, Jolenta, I don't think that's uncommon, actually. I think that um, cities all over America, not just New York, Some people just know all their neighbors, and some people do not know them at all. Right. Yeah. I'd like to think it's common. And, you know, you heard Brad. He's in the same boat. I'm sure he thought he wouldn't be, but, like, it happens to the best of us. (laughs) It happens to a lot of people. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. what did you do after that? So after that, I wanted to do a a step that wouldn't be, like, deceptively difficult, unlike the neighbors one. (laughs) Uh, So I went with step one. Ah, yes. Walking more. I love walking. Mm-hmm. I know you do. It's, I was like, this is such a Kristen step. Um, <laughs> step. And, uh, oh, <laughs> you Jesus. just stepped right I into that. Kill, yes, you did. <laughs> okay. Uh, walking. I'm sorry. We I'm, love I'm sorry. walking. We love I stepping know. into jokes about walking. I know. And you and, were getting off on the right foot right there before I got oh in the my way. Oh, God. I can't. <laughs> we're never going to get this done. <laughs> <laughs> As you okay, were. walking. I walk. I walk. We all walk, right? No, I walk a fair amount. I guess I used I used to walk a fair amount, like before COVID and having immune system problems. But I do still walk. Uh, I walk the dog around the block once a day for his afternoon constitutional, and that's like my daily breath of fresh air and you know minimal movement uh, mm-hmm. while I you know get on lupusy. And yeah. until recently, this is basically all the walking I could handle. But I'm starting to feel a little better. I got a little more energy. So for this step, I asked Brad to give me a little heads up. If he's taking the dog on a walk, I can manage in the evenings so I can join them for the evening constitutional. Oh, nice. And actually, a few days later, on an evening walk that I was invited on, Brad and Frank and I did some nature exploring. Ooh, that's good old step five, nature, mm-hmm. yes. 
Mm-hmm. And get this. So for this, I downloaded a plant identification app. It is very cool and free. You just like point it at a tree or a flower and it reads the leaves and then like up pops an information card about what you're looking at. It's crazy. So what we did on this walk was I had Brad guess what sidewalk tree we were looking at and then I would use the app to identify it and see if he was right. Ooh, it's a game show nature experience. Oh, exactly. We're outside, and we come across our first tree. Mmm, I think this is a, I think a birch yeah. makes sense. I think this is a black birch. Oh, that would be, that would make sense because the, um, the trunk looks birchy, but I was like, right. but it's so dark. Bark peels off in papery sheets. Yes. I think that's a black birch. Mm-hmm. I agree. You're such an arborist. River birch. It's a river birch. Or a black birch. Also known as a black birch. Baby, you did it. This is it. High five. Good job. Obviously, this is a calorie pear. What is it? A calorie pear. How did you know? How did you know that? It's one of the most prominent trees you're going to find around here. Oh, my God. You're my little arbor boy. Yeah. Every day is arbor day for me. Okay, Brad. Were you totally cheating? You were cheating. Nobody knows what a calorie pair is. I mean, years ago, I did get him a street tree identification class that was like a two-hour walking class, like, years ago. And I think since then, it created a monster. Because what the <laughs> fuck's a calorie pair? You didn't know that either, right? I, I was worried everyone knew. i a calorie pair. I have no idea what you're okay. talking about right now. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> Phew. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, I was like, I think he's turning into that old man on the block who, like, tends to all the trees and thinks they're his babies. Well, I'm super impressed. And what did you do after that? So after that, I was like, enough walking. Let's get to eating. Ah, that sounds like some step seven. Mm-hmm. And so for this, I just wanted to make sure I was supporting all of my favorite restaurants during COVID and quarantine and because I still can't go out. So I made a master list of all the places I used to go to. And this kind of took a hot second because I had to go through like my old daily routine to kind of remember like what are all the coffee shops I hit depending on like where I'm going and like where do I like to get this snack and that snack and like finally made the whole list and put it up on our fridge next to our neighbor list. And so now I have a master list to reference uh, for places to order from when we're not cooking. And there are definitely places I've been forgetting that I just don't think of as like delivery, but like everything's delivery now or selling provisions. So I can still frequent like a cafe that I have forgotten about. And I also gave them Yelp reviews because you've got to keep like paying it forward. And you know, I love reviews like Yelp reviews, podcast reviews, all reviews. Yes. Listeners, if you've not yet already rated and reviewed by the book in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, now is a great time. But back to you, Jolenta. (laughs) Um, So that was nice. That like felt good. And it's nice to just like order different food because I've been ordering from like the same five places. I liked it. Nice. But after that, the end of my first week is coming up. I was feeling tired and shitty. And Brad invited me on an evening walk. And I was like, no. And he came back with a surprise for me. And it was a step two surprise. So even though he did it, I'm going to count it. All right. So he bought local. He got you a mm-hmm. present. What did he do? I couldn't resist stopping and what? getting you a present. What is this? Why did you do this? So I brought it away. Where did you go? To the little pop-up <gasps> jewelry spot. Well, that's really cute. Yeah. You're a very nice person. <gasps> this is so cute. It's a little oh, so it's a sterling glob. I love it. Yeah. That's so cute. That's she Thank calls you. it. That's so nice. Yeah. So, Kristen, uh, that is Brad surprising me with a ring, uh, a ring with a silver glob, as you heard him say on it, (laughs) uh, made by an artist who set up a pop-up shop in a garage a block away from us uh, because during quarantine she wasn't able to sell the jewelry she makes at, like, the normal sort of indoor fair circuit. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she made her own shop, and Brad 
bought me something from it. And side note, I also got to learn I sound like a really big skeptical asshole when people surprise me. <laughs> That's just the part of you that doesn't feel worthy. And you know what? Right. You are, Jolenta. You're so worthy. Oh my worthy. God, stop. Stop complimenting me. People don't like it. <laughs> but it sounds like a really sweet way to end your first week. It was. It was a sweet-ass way to end it. Um but Kristen, I very much want to hear what you got up to living by This Is Where You Belong, because I feel like this is a book where you could like get very out of hand, <laughs> and I need That's, to know what happened. It's possible, yes. But before we get into my week, I just wanted to kind of preface this by saying how excited I was to live by yeah. the book, because This was after, a you pick. Well, after six months of being very much in one place due to covid I feel like I was ready to see my neighborhood and town through fresh eyes. Mm. So, yes, I was excited. And I started off by doing a combination of steps one and step five. Okay, so that is walk more and explore nature. Makes sense. Yes. And as we already mentioned in this episode, and as every listener of this show already knows— I love to walk. I walk mm -hmm. several miles a day, uh, but I'd gotten into kind of a rut of only walking to the same places, mm -hmm. you know, walking for errands, uh, walking to the grocery, and frankly, walking less than I usually do. Oh, totally. So I decided to shake things up by, get this, becoming mm -hmm. a run walker and uh -uh. challenging myself to run walk to a new place every day. Here's one of those places. What's this? Looks like I'm in a rainforest suddenly. There are trees growing on water. Everything's so leafy. Oh my god. Okay, let's go up to the patch where the sun is. you could look at the lake from up here. It's beautiful. I was going to say, based on uh, seeing a lake, you were in Prospect Park? Yes, Jolenta, that is correct. That's me in Prospect Park, which is the largest park in Brooklyn. And, you know, usually I stick to the main paths when I'm in mm. Prospect Park. But as you can hear, I was trying to see things from a new perspective. Kristen, what is run walking and is it different from speed walking? <laughs> yeah. Yes. So like I will run a block, then I'll walk two blocks and I'll run three blocks and then I'll walk. Some people call it interval running. Yeah. But I feel like that sounds more professional than I am. I like it. I like it. Uh, what did you do after? I did good old step nine. Step nine is create something new. Yes. And the thing is, while I was on my run walks in mm -hmm. Prospect Park, I started taking photos pretty regularly. I'd stop and be like, oh, there's a chipmunk or there's a bird. And I decided, you know what? I can do this beyond the park. I can start documenting all the public art that's gone up mm. in my neighborhood since COVID, since the rise of Black Lives Matter, um, in light of recent political and environmental events. So um, I began doing that. For example, nice. because the post office is at risk of being defunded, an mm -hmm. artist painted the post boxes on my block pastel with the words, we love the post office. Aww. And another artist covered one of the stand six feet apart signs in the park with a sign that says, stop systemic racism in school. Yes. So I took a photo of that. And a lot of businesses have come up with creative signage that says, we love you. That's why we ask you to mask. And so I started documenting all of these photos and posting them on my own social media, but I can also post them on the Bible yes. book uh, feed also this week, if you like. Yeah, yes, yes. I want those and we will put them on the Instagram, but mostly I just want to see the sign. I love sign art. I'm a yeah, sucker there's for a so sign. much good public art right and now. And there's so, so much, much good, good stuff. Art. We have so much to say and we're so stuck at home. So it, creating and spreading what people create, love it. Yes. Um, what next? I bought local. Um, yeah. But <laughs> to be honest, Dean and I almost always buy local because, as you know, Jolenta, most of the businesses in our area are the right. opposite of big box stores. Right. I would say, like, it's hard for you to not buy local. Yeah. 
But we tried to think of some things we could buy locally that we weren't already, and here is just one of them. Ooh, that's a really cute one. It's from that designer we met. Um, remember we were at, like, Artists and Fleas back in January? The black guy who used to make these cool, like, scarves for biking and oh, stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember. He was very handsome. I remember. <laughs> he was I remember very him. handsome. You're right. He was. He was. <laughs> and his company... Kinsho does a bunch of great products and they're super cute and local and it's great to be supporting our local community. Oh, well, I really like this pinstripe one. It totally looks like something you would wear. Yes, we all need masks. And there are so many local designers who are making them and designing them and decorating them. I love it. And I'm sure this is a good way for people to buy locally, like almost everywhere. I bet there are local artisans creating masks uh, in, like, beautiful and economically friendly ways. Yeah, so we bought up a bunch of them, and we're going to keep doing it it. because we're not going to stop masking anytime soon. No. Um, And so did you do more in this week? That's already so much. We did one last thing, and that was step seven. Eat local. Yes, and as you know, Jolenta, Dean and I have always been Big fans of eating out. You are big old eating local people. Oh, we are. We eat out several times a week, not at fancy schmancy places, but at our local mom and pops. And to be clear for those who are worried about COVID, every restaurant in bar in New York City only has outdoor tables six feet apart. So I promise Mm -hmm. all of them are safe. Anywho, Dean and I are regulars at a lot of restaurants in our area, including the Branded Saloon, which is the gay cowboy bar slash performance space slash slash political gathering spot where people of all orientations and races are always welcome. And here's Dean talking to me after paying the bill. Yeah, the owner says hi. I forget his name, but um, I told him the jackets are just a delicious meal. He's like, I've never seen you guys come in. Oh my God, I missed you guys. He's like, if you ever want to come back in the rain, we'll give you a discount. Shut up. Yeah, he's like, no, oh, it comes well. down in the rain. So next time we feel like we need a dinner out on a rainy night, let's come down and guess, have a delicious food with our favorite neighborhood bar. Yes. I guess we can come here more than three times a week, can't we? It's possible. Maybe it's possible. <laughs> now, Jolenta, to be clear, we will not accept the discounts they are offering. They don't need to be giving discounts right now. We mm-hmm. will gladly show up when it rains and we will pay full price. Um, But, you know, it's nice to have these kinds of relationships with our local proprietors. And Mm -hmm. I'm glad the book encourages us to do this step because it it really is part of what makes us so happy in our neighborhood and in our town. Like, and selfishly, I'm glad you're doing it. Like, I used to perform at Branded once in a while. It's too far for me to get to to, like, patronize. But you can do it for me. So thank you. (laughs) Yes, I'm very happy to. It really is one of the pillars of the neighborhood. And anything we can do to keep it open makes the neighborhood better. So anywho, that's how we ended our first week. I like it. I like it. No cliffhangers, good vibes. Can't wait to hear about all the vibes in this second week. But first, we got to take a break. Yes, but before we do, have you out there lived by This Is Where You Belong? Did it work for you? Share your story at facebook.com slash groups slash btbpod or at kristenangelenta at gmail.com. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. All righty, Jolenta. We talked about our first week of living by This Is Where You Belong. It's now time to talk about our second week, beginning with you. Tell me about Mm -hmm. your second week. I started my second week with step six, volunteering. Yes. And what did you do for that? So basically, I've been complaining a lot that if I weren't sick with lupus, we'd be fostering a dog right now in my house during this quarantine time because we're always at home and I always want all of the dogs. (laughs) Um, But sadly, I have no energy and I spend all of my free time like sleeping or vomiting or preparing for work. Um, So now is not a good time to be a dog foster mom. And to remedy this, I, like, stopped fucking complaining and just donated to a few of my favorite local dog rescues, including the one where we got Frank from. And, in fact, the one where we got Frank from, I set up um, my Amazon Smile account to donate all my sort of spare change from my Amazon transactions to go directly to the animal shelter now. And you can pick like hyper local charities through Amazon Smile to sort of donate your change to digitally. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And I bet Frank's little heart is pounding so so happy. (laughs) He's got a happy pounding heart right now thinking about all of his dog friends they are being taken care of because his human is looking out for them and not just for him. Oh, that's so sweet. I love that, Jolenta. That's so great. And what did you do after that? So after that... I did step eight. That is getting political. What did you do? Mm -hmm, Did you run for mm -hmm. office? Uh, Sadly, no. No. (laughs) I don't have the energy. We've already been over this. I can't get a dog. How can I run for office? Um, No. Basically, the second I saw a city council meeting in that book, I was like, oh, we're fucking doing that. Ooh, Uh, yes. I've never been to one, and they're all live streamed like super easily right now because of COVID. Like everyone's doing it from home. So I went to the New York City Council website and was shocked to see that there are basically meetings going on constantly. Like this city is big and has many councils. (laughs) Um, So I ended up just clicking on the first one that was available. Uh, I was in virtual hearing room one, watching a meeting about how the local energy company, Con Ed, as it will be referred to in this tape, responded to the aftermath of a recent storm. Here we go. Good morning. Uh, My name is Andrew Cohen, and I am the chair of the Committee on Consumer Affairs and Business Licensing. Thank you for joining our virtual hearing today. In May of this year, we convened an oversight hearing to question Con Ed on their summer preparations. Con Ed testified before us under oath that they had more than adequate manpower and that they frequently carried out drills in preparation for severe weather events. Unfortunately, the expert predictions materialized and Hurricane Isaiah's later downgraded to a tropical storm wreaked havoc on the city and surrounding counties, leaving approximately 267,000 customers without power for several days. The storm caused one of the worst blackouts in the city's history, second only to Hurricane Sandy in 2012. Wow, I didn't know that. So as you can hear, Kristen, I learned some stuff from watching that meeting. I had no idea how badly hit the city was by that storm in some areas because it was not that bad where I was. And I had super no idea how shady our Con Ed company is, even though I think all power companies are shady, but we're not going to get into my conspiracy theories because that's another show. (laughs) But like, it was just super interesting. And I learned a fuck ton that I did not expect to learn. I am so impressed. I wonder what percentage of humans have ever been to a city council meeting. It's probably like a very, very small percentage, but um, it sounds like we have a lot we can learn by by going to those. Yeah. Like in just the introductions, I was learning literal facts. Like it was wild. Um, And what did you do after that? So after that, I was like, enough politics. Let's have some fun. 
<laughs> that would be step four, do fun stuff. Right. And uh, since it was so easy to pick a city council meeting to attend from a list online, I was like, I think I'm going to use that same tactic for finding something fun to do. So I just did a little Googling and I found a list of New York arts organizations that were all offering free streaming entertainment. And then I just clicked around on all the links until I found an event that was happening right then. And I sat down and forced Brad to watch it with me. So here we are having fun. Here, instead of a movie, Arts Westchester is live streaming jazz. Cute. That's nice. It's like not bad. Yeah. It's like we're at a club. A little club. And we get to bring it down. Let's face it, I never thought I'd be watching uh, live stream jazz, but, you know, it was kind of a delight. And mm. uh, it was nice to expose myself to some some local talent uh, that I would have never found otherwise. It sounds like fun. Totally. After that woman who was singing, there was a young man who is a, an organist at Juilliard, and he, like, tore it up on an organ. Like, it was crazy. Whoa. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That sounds so, so great. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, and to keep that to keep that good time going, I decided I was going to end my second week with a bang and do a step nine and ten combo. Ah, nice. That's creating something new and staying loyal during the hard times. What did you do? So, I mean, like the hard times are now, right? Like mm-hmm. for all of our, for all of our towns, neighborhoods, buildings, worlds, like the hard times are now. Uh, we're in a pandemic. And uh, in New York and Brooklyn, at least, a lot of people uh, have moved out of the city, mm-hmm. which I find interesting. And uh, I, for some reason, whether it's like an illness or like the excuse we use of Brad's work, like Brad and I, Cannot fathom leaving. Uh, so I decided I would let Brooklyn know that I still loved it and uh, I was here for it. And I also thought maybe while I let Brooklyn know I still love it, I can like just spread some positive vibes in the neighborhood. Ooh, how? Tell me, tell me how. So, okay, listen, here is what I did. Okay. I am heading out to create something new. Okay, super early, Sunday morning, no one's outside. Got my trusty sidewalk paint that I made, it's blue. Let's see if this works. Okay. Let's just make a heart, call it a fucking day. Say we, we heart B K L Y N. There, it looks like a straight up child did it. Ooh, Cholenta, you made a sidewalk love letter. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Anytime I come across sidewalk love letters and Uh, more and more people have been doing them during COVID. It just Mm -hmm. makes my day so much better. I love that you did that. I love it. Okay, but get this, Kristen. After I made my love letter, I went back upstairs and fell back asleep because I was up early for no reason. I basically couldn't sleep. (laughs) So I go back to sleep, wake up a few hours later, and I asked Brad if he'd seen anything cool or creative when he took the dog out. You saw it? It's yeah, stuck? Yeah, right when we step, step outside. Yeah. It's gone now because it rained. It rained, yeah. Um, it is. During our walk. But it's very water soluble. It was very cute. So you saw it? Yeah. It's so unlike you. <laughs> it was so sweet and sappy. Yeah. 
That's great that that's you. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, You're changing everything I know about you. Wow. It was really cute. Good. You gonna keep doing that? I don't know, maybe if I get up early and I'm bored. That was nice. Yeah? Yeah. Made me happy. Yeah. I bet it made some neighbors happy. I hope it did. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, first of all, you're always a delight, Jolenta, but right. is, it, is it possible that you're more delightful than ever because this is where you belong? Oh, shit. Maybe. <laughs> I would love to discuss more, but that was the end of my week, too. And I feel like if we take it any further, we're going to take it into the verdict. And I want to know what you did for your second week first. All right. So I started my second week with step four. Do fun stuff. Yes. And for this, Dean and I came up with a list of things we would take out of towners to because even though we don't have a lot of visitors these days, we know we'll get them again. And also it's just good to be reminded of what's fun in Brooklyn. So here we are. If somebody was visiting Brooklyn for the first time, what are the top 10 things that we would bring them to? Well, I mean, I think you have to do the brownstone Brooklyn thing, right? Like, that's what everybody expects. But I think it's also surprising that Brooklyn has, like, a beach and a boardwalk. So, I don't know, maybe Coney or Brighton um, mm. would be kind of fun. You'd take the subway there, for goodness sake. Like, how, how many places do you take the subway to the beach? I would take them to the Brooklyn Museum. It's giant. It's a huge monument. It's a gathering space for, I mean... There are always hundreds of people just sitting on the front steps. It's great people watching the fountains. That's true. That is true. I mean, Brooklyn is about the people, right? It's about the people watching. Yeah. Yeah, the museum's a great idea. Also, you know what? Just standing in Grand Army Plaza at the top of Prospect Park and watching all of the multitudes go by is pretty fun. What a good list. That is such a good list. The Grand Army Plaza such a good one that I forget about. Like, it's just a very cool place. And if you can feel like the hustle and bustle and like the sort of beauty and history of Brooklyn, like all in one. Ugh. Yes. I love it. If you're it. ever visiting it. Brooklyn people, please just stand in Grand Army Plaza for 20 minutes. Just stand there and look around. You'll love it. You'll love it. I'm impressed. You guys are my new tour guides. It's happening. What next? What did you do after that? I did a combination of step six and step 10. Mm, Interesting. So six is volunteer and 10 is stay loyal through the hard times. Yes. And for this, I did some research and found out that the local women's shelter in my neighborhood was really suffering during COVID. They didn't have enough resources. They had to limit how many people they could let in. It was really bad. So I connected Mm. with someone in my neighborhood group who was serving as a point person for the shelter and began making donations. Oh, and get this, Jolenta. While I was on my front stoop one day waiting to make a handoff, I Mm -hmm. stumbled into step three. And that is get to know your neighbors. Yes. A woman stopped by and asked me about the items I was donating, and we started talking about how many people have left the neighborhood since COVID hit, as you already alluded to, Jolenta. Mm. And before you know it, I was talking with all the neighbors. There's thousand apartments available. Yeah, thousands, and the prices are so much lower. Did you yes. notice the prices yes. are dropping yes. all the time? Yes, yes. Yeah. yes. Hold on, what's your name? Zina. Zina? Tina. Tina. I'm Kristen. I live here. So nice to meet you. Yeah, I live here. So you just live down there? Yes, right there. Oh my gosh, it's so nice to meet you. We've lived here for two years also. Hey Mika. Hey Cashew. How's it going? Did she get a um a hairstyle? She I cut it a little bit like more rounded ears. Oh my gosh, she is looking so freaking cute. Hello, Cashew. Hello, Cashew. Oh yes, you're the cutest little girl. She loves Oh my gosh. Oh, hello. I mean, that's exactly what I imagine you would sound like as a neighbor, Kristen. (laughs) Like that, like that is how I picture you always at home. Just like standing on your front stoop, like talking to everyone and, you know, asking dogs about haircuts. I love talking to neighbors. I love talking to dogs. I do know most of my neighbors. I don't know if all my neighbors know who I am, but I know who they are. And, Mm -hmm. um, And it makes me happy. Again, the people. The people make Brooklyn for me. Right. And now you know Tina, not Zena. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So after that, what'd you hit up? I did step eight. Become more political. Yes. And at the time of this taping, the 
big election is still coming up. Mm-hmm. It's an election I'm worried about, not just nationally, uh, yeah. but also locally. So I applied to be a poll worker through an organization called Power the Polls. No. And I'm still waiting to find out if I'll be accepted. But then again, by the time this episode airs, who knows where we'll be because that's like in the future and time travel and all that. Wait, so you don't know? You still don't know? We're going to end this show without you knowing? <laughs> Boo! We're in a time warp. That's the nature like of the show. I don't like it. I'm frozen in time. <laughs> we'll have to Anywho. find out in the mini-app. Yes. Anywho, I, I, I thought that was a great way to end things. But then that's not really how I ended my second week because, Jolenta, you know the Royals podcast I used to host? Yes. Yes, of course. When Megan met Harry, a royal wedding cast. How could I forget? No one could forget. <laughs> Well, my old co-host and friend James Barr Mm -hmm. reached out. His friend Talia had just moved to Brooklyn for work, and he thought we'd get on like a house on fire. She only lives two and a half miles from me, so I walked to her neighborhood, we had coffee, and we made plans to do some of the fun things on the list (gasps) that Dean and I came up with. So now I get to show my town to someone new and hopefully help her fall in love with it. And I'm really excited about that. What a fucking full circle, picture perfect way for Kristen to end week two. That's beautiful. I like it. I love it. I like it. It was pretty great. And I'll tell you more about my feelings about the book and the experience of living by it in the verdict. But first, reminder to all of you out there, we want to hear from you. Have you lived by This Is Where You Belong? Share your story at kristenandjolenta at gmail.com. Or you can give us a call and leave us a voicemail to play on a mini episode at 302-49-BOOKS. That's 302-492-6657. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Okay, Jolenta, it's time to get down to business. Did This Is Where You Belong actually work? Would you recommend it? Uh, The business of the verdict. Do I recommend it? As I mentioned at the top of the show, reading this book was like a fever dream. Um, (laughs) It was just a big swirl of stories and statistics and trying to make scientific studies have like cute stories with a bow at the end. And sometimes reading books like this makes me think self-help and science should never go together, which they should, (laughs) but they don't always go together well. Like turning studies into stories is an actual skill, and it is hard to do in ways that leave the story uh, a good story and not sort of condescending or like kind of insulting feeling. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm making sense, but basically a lot of the sort of anecdotes that were derived from all of the studies to sort of sum things up came off as as like a little hollow, a little insensitive. And it just felt like this book did not pull it together well. I'm just going to give an example for listeners oh, in case yes. uh, in case that will help illustrate. Uh, totally. For example, when you learn your neighbor's names, you should learn them even if, quote, you have Sri Lankan neighbors whose names are taxing monikers. Like and that is wild. It's like, is that just 
racist? I think that's just plain racist, referring to your Sri Lankan neighbors' names as taxing monikers. Um, yeah. There's also a little bit of classist stuff in here, too. But wow, look at that poor Appalachian woman who still likes where she lives, even though it's a shithole. Like, look at, and it was a lot of like, look at these places where people shouldn't be happy, making it work. And it's like, that's just a little condescending. Like, we all will make it work. Um, yeah. However, Kristen, the book also has something I love, which is fucking bullet pointed lists. Yes. Which yes. makes the advice so actionable. And the advice in this book was really good. Like, I yes. really liked this book. Like, it made me a noticeably better person, according to my husband. <laughs> and, like, it got me out of my routine in a way that I needed, which was, like, different activities with minimal effort from my, like, sick, lazy ass. And it was fun. Like, I enjoyed living by these steps profoundly a lot. I recommend the bullet-pointed list in the book, not the book. That's it, I guess. <laughs> How about you? What do you well, think? Do you belong in this book? <laughs> well, I'm going to second what you said about some of the problematic parts of the book. But I totally agree with you that actually living by the book was fun. The book was well organized, so it was very easy to follow the steps of the book. And um, the steps are actually actionable. They're not just like look totally. internally and think. And I really felt so connected to my community living by this book. I felt those feelings of love for Brooklyn, like I am never going to leave you. I just mm -hmm. felt double yeah. downed on them. And I was reminded living by this book, you know what? I have been here in the good and the bad. I was here during 9-11. I was here during the blackouts. I was here during mm. Sandy. I have been here during two huge economic recessions. And I am not about to leave right now because of COVID. I love this mm -hmm. town. I love the people in my town. And this book really drove that fact home. I'm here to stay. So watch out, Brooklyn. I'm here. Wow. I mean, I think that's an endorsement of the book. Or Brooklyn. It is. I'm not sure. Both. <laughs> <laughs> And that's it for this episode of By the Book. Huge thanks to our fabulous production team at Stitcher. Our producer is Daisy Rosario, right here in Brooklyn. Brandon Nix, who lives in Queens. Our engineer, Andy Christens, in Brooklyn. And our chief content officer, Chris Bannon, who lives just a few blocks away from me in Brooklyn. Thanks also to Nate Wida, who lives in Manhattan. He composed our theme song and the Rizzos for performing it. They live in Queens. Sorry to our whole production team for telling everyone where you live. <laughs> Please stay in touch, though. Let us know if you've read This Is Where You Belong, if it worked for you, if it didn't work for you, if you loved it, if you hated it. How do you love where you live and not let it get stale? Send us your thoughts, your questions, all your hot takes to kristenangelenta at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at ByTheBookPod. Also, if you have not yet already, please hit that subscribe button so you can always get us when we come out, the second we come out, and rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. It helps other people find the show. And if you haven't already, tell a friend about the show. Tell a neighbor about the show. Tell your favorite restaurant waiter about the show. Tell a sidewalk tree about our show. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Jalenta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. Living at home, commuting from home to home, while sitting at home. Yeah. <laughs> Stitcher. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. <laughs> 